Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Friels. And I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we look at it from a number of dimensions and try and explore it and maybe expose some interesting ideas about it. And then we ask for your feedback as well. Now, this show is really not just about uh, me and Dave having a conversation. It really is about having a conversation with you, the community of working bass players out there. We're really interested to hear from you. So we hope that you'll visit our website at practicalbase.com. You can leave feedback for us there. You can leave show suggestions, things that you like, didn't like, whatever the case may be. We get that email straight to our inbox and uh, and we read everything that comes there. Um, you can also reach us on Facebook. Uh, you can just find the Practical Base page there. You can also find us on Twitter and on Google Plus and even on Instagram. Feel free to send us pictures of you at your gigs, your gear, whatever the case may be. We love to hear from our listeners. Um, if you are looking to subscribe to this podcast, that's actually the best option because it's going to put a new episode in your uh, in your podcatching app every week. All you need to do is open up podcasts on your iPhone or you can open up Google Play Music on your Android device. You can use iTunes on your Mac computer or you can use Stitcher Radio on any platform. Just search for Practical Bass and then you'll have an option to subscribe. And if you click that, you're going to get a new episode every week. And that'll give you all the fresh topics that we got rolling out here. Dave, I know that you kind of have a master plan for mm. today's episode. What are what are you what do you have in mind? Yeah, this week I wanted to talk about traveling light. This is like this is your mantra. This is me, man. I this is one of the things that like I absolutely the, you know, I'm just gonna tell the internet out there. <laughs> I I adore about my co-host. He is all about um this aesthetic minimalism that's right. like it's it's not like minimalism for minimal sake like it's not a it's not a put on and it's not something that you do as like i'm just going to do this because it seems cool like it's it's not a an affect like you just have a sense of getting things down to the essentials where everything is everything is what you need right and nothing that you don't <laughs> right it's, and it's so amazing yeah. I mean, I also see it as a sickness, but it's really nice that you see it as a compliment. I love that. This is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like for me, you know, certainly like, you know, gear for any gig is going to depend greatly on the venue size, on the, the type of the gig and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. But I think for this, for this week's topic, we'll, we'll speak mostly on, traveling light for those smaller type gigs. So I think to start out, it's maybe a good idea to, to, to discuss like for, from our experiences, what, what is that, you know, because we're going to differ from our listeners. Right? right. So I think it's just as some clarity to discuss, like what are the mix of gigs that we do? Right, right. Right. Because if you're playing, I mean, obviously if we're talking about traveling light, we can't be talking about, Oh, you're going to actually like you're going to be playing at um, you know, a stadium or or you know a big theater right. or something like that where, you know, it really is on you to bring you know you have to bring the right rig right for that 
for that venue, right? It's it's about matching it to the, the yeah. right circumstances. Right. I don't play like the monthly gig at like the Knickerbocker Arena, if that's even a place <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. The Hammersmith Odeon. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Welcome to Shea Stadium. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're really kind of not talking about those huge gigs, but it's right. really about like, the gigs that you can travel light to. And, you know, this is probably like the 80, 90% of our audience that is not doing those enormous gigs regularly. Right. So what does your mix of venues typically look like? Venues that you play at? So, you know, I'll be honest, the, the, the last time I played for, you know, more than a few hundred people, you know, it, it was a little while ago. I mean, you know, not years, but like, you know, I've done big festivals, um, I, you know, I just played a festival down in South Carolina that was a lot of fun. Right. I don't know that I'd call it huge, but it was, it was, um, really well attended. Right. Um, so some of them are like festivals, outdoor stages. I've done some larger places. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's fairs and, you know, different stuff. Sure. Um, and then that goes down to like, you know, your bars and nightclubs where you've got, you know, really just a couple hundred people. Right. Um, on average, uh, down to, you know, I've done some listening rooms where you're talking more in like the 50 to maybe a hundred people or right. maybe less, you know, where people are, you know, maybe they're paying a higher price because it's more of a boutique feel. Yep. Um, but it really is all about the size and intimacy, right? They're all up, they're all up close. Right. And it really is about connection with the the music. So it's like the whole range really. Right. And so for those, for those smaller venues that you're playing at, what, like typically, what does your rig look like? What, what are you bringing in? Yeah, for me, um, I like to, to keep it simple. Um, you know, I, I like a crisp sound for the bass, like not, not overly tinny or modern sounding, but something where I get, you know, I can get a little bit of the high end, but tame, right? Not too aggressive. Right. So I tend to bring, you know, a two by 10 cabinet, yeah. um, you know, and, a, and an amp to match. I'll bring one or two bases. I've got like a, a multi-pedal that I'll use for situations like that. Right. I have a gig bag that I'm bringing that has like my sundries in it, tools, extra strings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. To be honest though. Yeah. The times that I get to bring just that, they're so rare because I actually provide PA for right for most <laughs> of the top band. of that. Yeah, for most of the bands that I do, I'm also the PA guy because, like, I'm also you know on the yeah, side, yeah. kind of a sound engineer and you know producer, et cetera, et cetera. So I usually end up bringing that stuff because I'm the guy who's got it, and yeah, and people want me to bring it. <laughs> right. So I never get like I almost never get off light unless I go in a place that is, you know. If they're providing the sound, I just right. like I do a little dance because it's great yeah. because I only have to worry about my own stuff. So if it's if it's set with a PA, are you still bringing? Do you still have a tendency to bring in your own sound system if it's um, a house? Well, it de- it depends. I mean, I, I will scope it out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like if I if it's in the area. I will find out what's there. Either I right. go there or if it's, you know, if it's an hour or two away, I'll ask other people that I know, have right. you played this venue? What's it like? Do you have any pictures or can you tell me what the gear is, et cetera, et cetera. 
and get a feel for, do I need to bring something or not? Like I've been right. to places where I had to bring, okay, they had good speakers, but then they have this crap board that they've had for years. Right. And I'll, you know, I'll bring my own board in and yeah. I'll just hook everything up there or you know, at least have it as an option. Right. You know, or, or you know, I'll, just, I try and like, I try not to get in too aggressively, but you know, if, if it is a place where they have that stuff, more often than not, they also have yeah. the sound guy covered, right? Because right. somebody's familiar with all that stuff is going to be able to do what needs doing. Right. And I don't tend to bring stuff then because the last thing I want to do is like walking with the attitude that like I know what I'm doing and you don't. Like right. the worst possible way to start off. Totally. So yeah. then it's just it's me and my gear. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It you see, to me that's it's it's funny because, you know, from my perspective, I like I guess for me, I <clears throat> I play a lot more of the smaller venues, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like my circuit is like yeah. all the small joints. So yeah. it's become this thing where, you know, I when I'm when I'm rolling up to a gig for the most part, right? It's super slim. Yeah, this is like my the name of my game is can I do it in one trip? Yeah, like literally out the car. Like could I? You know, and I, we don't live in a big city, but if I lived in a big city, could I bring it in a subway and then like roll up? And, you know, so right now, you know, with, with most of my gigs, I kind of, I come in with, you know, my one, um, my mono sleeve that has like my base, my iPad stationary, like, you know, paper, pen, whatever. Yeah. Extra set of strings, a Leatherman or some, some type of tool. I got my, you know, my combo amp. 35 pounds it's like 34.5 yeah. but 35 pounds. i knew you would know down to like yeah the ounce it's 34 <laughs> pounds nine ounces you know i've got a, a mic stand and a bass stand that i've velcroed together like i figured out a way that they yeah. can be in in one hand <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i've got a gig bag that i i it's called a chromacast that i I got from like walmart.com yeah. for nine dollars. I've seen this bag and this bag, this bag kicks the butt of like, they're like, I've amazing. seen $50 gig bags that that thing is better than. Uh, it's perfect. Like the price point was great and the pockets, everything. Yeah. Um, and then the downside is sometimes like I need to actually lift my, my amp because it's a 15. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get it off the ground, which means I need to bring like a, a kind of like a stand that that's my second, trip you know yeah that's like the downer for me i'm like oh man yeah. two trips i'm one trip dave <laughs> not two trip dave <laughs> letting down my fans man <laughs> i'm gonna have to tweet this what happened to you dave sorry guys this is a two trip night oh no so yeah but i don't know maybe we should talk about you know like a benefit or two out of traveling light yeah absolutely i mean and and, when I, and i gotta call out something so you yeah. have like you just got that mono right sleeve you knew i was gonna I was yeah gonna say something about this like there's you, a lead-in that mono <laughs> sleeve that you got i was so so enamored right that, like one of the best sleeve type cases mm -hmm. that i've seen it's just like stiff and really like road worthy and uh i was just i i, I loved it and 
And there's a, a guy I know. I don't know if he's going to be listening to us or not. If he is, I hope he gives us a shout. Um, mm-hmm. This guy, Ted Gould, that I know, great bass player from San Francisco and New Orleans. Um, we got to get him on the show one of these days. Yeah. We will We will do that. But uh, Ted is a an endorser of mono. And actually, I had, I had, I had occasion to mm-hmm. like talk to him at length about you know the mono bags and how much you liked them. And, and then I, I saw yours, and I was like, oh, I got to get it on this. So, yeah. yeah. So I actually just bought one of the Vertigo um, cases for, you know, for my base and every, I mean, it delivered. Okay. Again, just to yeah. make clear to the listeners, we're not getting paid for this. Right. We're not, we are not a mo- like, we don't get any, there's no money changing hands. Yeah. Here. This is purely just <laughs> as a guy who plays a lot. <laughs> I love that mono base, man, the mono base bag. It is, yeah. it's amazing. And, and- I wish we could use this as some B-roll, but it would just be really quiet. It was like me looking at that Vertigo bag, thinking <laughs> that's the one I should have gotten. But it would have been really quiet. It would have sounded like... Like a thought bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a heartbeat, like increase in heartbeat. <laughs> B-roll. Oh, man. We'll use it, that for next yeah. time. So, uh, yeah, sorry. So I, I broke in about the, the mono bags, but... You asked about like what yes. are some of the some, some of ben- the benefits? like what what do we get out of you know yeah traveling light I mean honestly one one thing that I love is I just love the fact that I can drive my little car my own car right, right. now I have a boring car I mean people are, there are going to be people out there going to laugh at me but uh, you know I'm a I'm a mid-sized sedan guy. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my thing. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, hey. I'm not gonna lie. I'm married. I've got yeah. two kids. You know, occasionally we, you know, we're out doing family stuff, and you know, I love having a van and stuff that I can get all the band gear in. Yep. But let me tell you, if I don't have to drive that thing and I can drive my little sports sedan, it's huge. I love that. Yeah. So just being able to throw my cabinet in the trunk yeah and my base in the back seat with a couple you know a couple items in the back and then take off oh it's the best uh, because i i like driving i mm-hmm. honestly like it and i like driving my car and so not having to drive like the big behemoth van yeah is just it it's it just adds a little bit of luxury and comfort yeah. to going to the gig and coming back from the gig Right. There's actually a commercial in there, like traveling light. And the guy does loads have, his car in. Does it have Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, of course awesome. it has Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. And then, and then you just drive west. Yeah. And you never stop. Yeah. <laughs> you pass the gig, you just keep driving. And suddenly I was in Seattle. I don't know what happened, honey, but that's where I am right now. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have to remember so much. Like right. I, I know I came in with the following four or five things. I leave with those four or five things. Right. Quick cleanup. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, if it's a gig where, uh, you know, if I'm just coming in and, you know, kind of doing my thing, I'm not like, hey, it's not my band or whatever. Like I'm coming yeah. in and doing my thing. Like I can. Right. You know, after I get done, you know, checking with the MD or checking with whoever's in charge. Yep. Just, you know, whether it's collecting pay or just, you know, exchanging numbers yep. or doing whatever I need to do. Right. So, you know, sometimes there's like the meet and greets that you do afterwards. On the other hand, there's some gigs where you don't do that. Like you're 
you are supposed to kind of fade away. Yeah. And being able to just do that quickly, get your stuff together and get out is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about, what about you? I mean, what's, what are the benefits that you kind of internalize and Yeah, I think, find? you know, definitely, I mean, there's, there's a part of it that just straight up just feeds my obsession to minimize. Like that's, you said it was a it's, sickness. It's a little bit of a sickness. It's definitely therapeutic for me, but putting that aside, like I really feel like what it does is it helps simplify the, like on the front end, it helps simplify the, the load in and it helps keep my mind clear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I know I've got A, B, C, D and E to do. It's the same thing that, you know, that's in my, my, gig bag, I do, you know, these certain steps and that's all I have to focus on, which allows me time to put focus on putting out any, possibly any fires, you know, for the band. If there's things that right. kind of pop up, maybe doing sound check or whatever, you know, maybe helping my bandmates load in their stuff. Yeah. Um, like you're not, basically you're not spending a huge amount of time worrying about, you know, all these extraneous pieces. So, you know, you're like, one load and you're done, then you come out and like, hey, I can help you with your drums. Yeah, I load in, set up, boom. Maybe the manager of wherever, like somebody needs to work with the manager, I can yeah. be that person. Yeah. I can be helpful there. Right. Um, or maybe just talking with like, you know, the the crowd or the fans, I guess we, you know, the people that came to see the band. It gives me time to do that. Um it, it, but even if not, if if for none of those other things, then it gives me time just to like settle in to the gig yeah versus like figuring out all the gear stuff right right or, or bringing like five loads of stuff in and now you're all like sweaty and you're something. right <laughs> right you, did you bring a change of clothes also yeah, like yeah. all that um you know and then of course hey it's good for the environment you can carpool that's right that's right yeah you I can mean, bring a friend hey i mean you do want to be earth friendly so that's right cat you know kind of tooling over to somebody's house and you grab one or two other guys and their small bits of gear. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. It's great when you can do that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, with that, like there, I, you know, I think there's some obvious, you know, benefits of traveling light, but there are also some downsides we have to be aware of. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, when you're, when you're traveling light, I mean, it kind of necessitates, you got to cut out some of the fat. Right. right? I, I, I know that I am a, I'm definitely like the other side of the world from you. Like I envy the, the, like the light and that, the, 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 that minimalism. Right. At the same time, I'm one of those people who definitely like, I start from the exact opposite perspective. <laughs> right. Oh, right. but I might need this just in case I better put it in this box or put it in this bag. And suddenly, you know, you've gathered another 10 pounds of gear right. that you didn't really intend to, to use. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have that with you, mm -hmm. you know, those just in case things and your buddy's rig, something happens to it. You're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Rather than, hey, hang on. I've got something for that. Right. Right. I love to be the guy who's like, hey, I've got something for that and I can hand it over. Yeah. Right. And I, I would hope that that's a helpful attitude. At the same time, I know that because of that, I carry like, you know, 50 things that I'm probably not going to use at any one specific given gig. Recently, somebody at a, at a gig asked for needed AA batteries. Yeah. I don't even know what for. Yeah. Something. 
And I said, no problem, I got it. And because I had like done my recent slimming down, I didn't have double A's. Ooh. And the, um, my, you know, my bandmate was like, it's cool. And I, I looked at him and I was like, it's not cool, man. I'm the bassist. <laughs> like, I just let you down. And I really meant it. And that's a downside. It's like, oh my gosh, I overslimmed. I didn't yeah. have the extra set of double A. <laughs> yeah, I had to like, I had to tell... I did tell my guitar player one time, like he, he was looking for a slide, like I need a slide. And I was like, right. oh, I've, I've got one. I've got, I literally have a, I've got right. a slide. Right. Why I'd have this for, I mean, I don't play slide right. bass. Why I, why right. I would have this, I don't know. And I looked in my bag and I'd taken a bunch of things out of the bag right. to lighten that load. Right. It's like, I don't have a slide. He's like, oh, well, I'll just do the beer bottle thing then. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out, but, <laughs> but still, yeah, that feeling is, is not great. And sure. you know, there's always a feeling of like, what if something of your own breaks down? Right. Like, like here's an example. Um, when I play a bigger place, I tend to bring a couple cabinets mm-hmm. and you know, I've got cables to hook them up, right? Those, um, Neutrik, Right, Nutric connectors, um, those twist lock ones. Right. right, and I had an occasion where uh, one of the jacks in one of my speakers, the one that I use more often, like had gone south. Yeah, and I realized, oh, I'm gonna have to like kind of figure out what I'm gonna do because if I can't use that cabinet, uh, well, I got to use this other cabinet. So then, you know, I, you know, thankfully, I yeah had some extra. Like I had, I had some, uh, some extra cabling that I could use to make everything work. And if I hadn't had that, it would have been a disaster gig. Right. And I, you know, of course the first thing I thought when I got home is I need, you know, I have to fix that because that cabinet with the problem, like that's the one I bring to all my light, you know, one trip gigs. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so not having the extra piece would have been, I mean, it would have put me in a really, in a really bad place. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I think about is like, if, if you're doing like regular, like smaller gigs that are local, that's one thing, right? Cause your, your plan B is I'll just like run home. I'll make sure yeah. I'm always like early to the gig. Cause I can always yeah. just like run home real quick. Or I know people in the area that I could hook up. Right. It's like right. kind of tucked away in the back of your head. But once I like if I'm on the road and I'm, I'm surpassing that sort of like 30 minute, 45 minute mark, you start to realize yeah. like, Oh, you're not going to make it there and back. If yeah. You have to. Like yeah. if something goes sideways, uh, you know, we're going to have to MacGyver the situation. Yeah. Like we would literally have to like figure out how are we going to fix this? Yeah. And, yeah. and it, and that's kind of a nightmare of, cause there is a risk, right. To like traveling light and traveling far. Right. That's exactly that's definitely a downside for me. And the other, you know, certainly is like um I guess for me, I this is a routine process, right? So I have it down. If this if you're not normally traveling light, like at on a regular basis, if it's not a routine, super easy to forget something, like to forget a key piece, right? Yeah. Like if if you don't know what your basic light traveling rig mm-hmm. is like you literally can't visualize it in your head you 
may make that mistake. Like, right. I, I think I know exactly where you're coming from. Like, when I when I think about what I'm bringing to the gig, and especially with traveling light, but you know, anytime, even with the PA, although it's much harder because you have to think of a lot of things. But right. when I'm traveling light, I visualize in my mind playing on stage. And what I literally what I do is I visualize holding my bass and mm-hmm. then I realize like, okay, where's my cable going? It's going to right. this thing. That's going to this other thing. And then that's going here. And then I I where are those things plugged in? Do I know how that works? Do I right. know those things will be there? Right. And I'm literally up to the point where I know right. I have to depend on the venue. Like the venue has to have electricity. Right. Right. And there must be a socket on the wall. Right. Other than that, right? Not depending on anything. Right. Or yeah. okay, I'm going to a place with a stage and a sound man. There will be a cable. There will be a cable that is going to stick into my DI. Yeah. Right. Other than that, everything else is my problem, right? Right. So I imagine what are all the what are all those components that make up everything between me and the audience, and then imagine them in the room, like they're here. Uh, like here's my bass in in a case. Yeah. Here's, here's my amp. Here's right. My cabinet. Here's this my effects pedal. You know, here's and here's my bag that has my cables and all the things that I that I have in it. Right. And so visualizing that i know what i need to collect and bring with me and i can kind of run through that from my body all the way to what's coming out of the amp right right? and and i know i have everything with me right and if if i can't do that um then there's going to be a problem right yeah and and also i guess another this isn't really a maybe a a downside or whatever as much as like something that I try and keep in mind mm-hmm. is making sure that when I pack up, hopefully I do this at the end of any gig, right? Right. It's really important that you do this at the end of gigs. It, you know, it's, if you can, if you can make up for it by doing it at home before you go out to the next gig, that's yeah. okay. But ideally every gig you should pack up the same way right don't ever shortcut that because when yeah. you do inevitably it leads you to a mistake right like totally where where's my cable where is my where is my number one cable that goes from my base to my input like where is it if you packed it up and because you were busy i don't know mm-hmm. schmoozing some you know chick or you know yep. or you were maybe had one too many or whatever the case is. Yep. If you don't put that away in the place where you expect it, it's not going to be there the next time when you get ready to travel light. Yeah. Right. That's totally true. Yeah. That's totally true. So that's one of my, that's one yeah. of my little tricks is just, and it, you know, and, and, and it's a reverse yeah. process. So like for me, the last thing I put out is always my base. Yeah. So I start with the base then with the bottom of my stand and the one stand, it folds down yep. and then I do my, my pedals and then I do my iPad and there's whatever that is, but like going in reverse. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually thought about that, but now that I think about it, yeah, that's, it's a routine. It's like a, yeah. it's a routine. It's you, a forward building. and a backward. It's you're building it. Like you're right. building, okay, here's my amp. I'm connecting up my amp. Now I'm putting my effects together. I'm running the cable for those. And then I'm taking my bass out, connecting it up. Now I can yeah. make some noise, right? Yeah, or, or something like that. But it is—it really is. You're building, a, you're building your your 
your rig essentially. Yep. And if you can do that in your head, then you're going to be in good, in good shape. So that's, yep. that's one of my tricks. And I guess, you know, the other thing is it traveling light works best. If you know that you can depend on your bandmates to have their stuff together. If you feel like you're walking right. into a situation where you have to have, you have to be doubling up on everybody else because you can't trust them to be ready that right. makes things much harder. Like it makes it so much harder to be there traveling only with your essentials because you're always worried about whether you need to have something to shore up someone else who really is not thinking right. ahead. Right. Cause at the end of the day, it is about the gig, right? Yeah. So we say like for the gig or for the venue size in some gigs, you know, you just have to bring everything. Yeah. You know, and, and one of my, so one of the things that I think about is, because mostly I'm I'm traveling light, right? So for the larger gigs that I play, I just start with it. Like so my traveling light is okay, X, Y, and Z. This is what I bring in. And then my the larger stuff is the add-in. So there's yeah. nothing changing bags. There's nothing changing locations. Like what goes in the pocket of my mono is always in the pocket of my mono, big yes. or small. What's yes. in my gig bag is always in my pocket. If I do a bigger gig, then there maybe is like another bag that I bring in or, you know, then there's other components that come in, but they're the add-ons. You're never like changing things from one bag to another because you're like, oh, this is a big gig, so right. I need to put this in here. Right. That's, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Like thinking about it as being modular, like right. you have this, you have this, right. you have your light rig and then every, like you're adding modules to mm -hmm. make yourself bigger or heavier. Right. Exactly. And I, and I do, I do exactly the same thing. Yep. It's, it's so funny because I think people maybe do this intuitively. Right. Uh, did I say intuitively? Intuitively. I think you threw in the other T. The other T was there. Yeah. So I think people do this intuitively. Um, but, and maybe when people don't, like it actually causes problems. Like if you're moving things around from gig to gig because you need to, you know, yeah. oh, I'm doing a different kind of gig. So I'm putting all this here, putting all that there. That means like, that's everything that you're, everything that you set up that way is like one more chance to woof it. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. And instead, if you have a, a key rig, which is your small rig and yep. then anything else that you're bringing, you add on to, and I, and I do the same thing. Yep. It's literally the rig that I described. If I play a bigger show i carry like there's another bag that i add right and another bigger cabinet which has right. a, and a couple cords that are in that bag that grow everything to the next level right because right? the danger is when you start reinventing each yeah each like load in you know each yeah. each rig yeah. when you start mix you know like oh well i'll put this cable in this bag instead for yeah. this gig or whatever yeah the other thing that I think has really helped me in general is it's, it's almost like a fun aspect of it is just to kind of be inventive with your gear. Like your, your, like your MacGyver stand, like yeah. your double stand thing, which is genius. Yeah. Like just having fun with it. Right. Like, so I've figured out a way where I have like an old school, um, you know, instrument stand, like the old one that detaches yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So the, the floor part of that, that holds the, the, you know, the bottom of the base is like, it fits in a certain spot. Yeah. And the rest of it kind of folds together. And I use a couple pieces of Velcro and now it's just basically like one bar. It's like a baton, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's two birds with one stone. And or you like, don't have to worry about those pieces being in different places. It's just you know exactly together. where they're at. It goes, yeah, and it travels together. Like I've, for a few years, I used to travel with like the Ikea luggage. There's like a small luggage that's yeah. on wheels with an extended thing. And then I, I put foam around it and I could put my head. Yeah. Right. Like my base amp in there. Yeah. And then all the cables around it and I built pockets in there. Right. So I could just roll in with all of that in one yeah. spot or like, you know, I do this, even there's a funny one where I, I, I cut a, a metal skewer cause it was too long and I cut a piece of it. And what I did with it is, um, I'm using to lift my amp. I'm using like a, a like a piano seat, like one mm -hmm. of those, those pieces. Mm -hmm. But the problem is when you travel with it, you can't just hold one leg because the other, like the seat wants to open up. Right, right. It's like a design flaw of all of those. So right. I sort of take the skewer and I go from like one screw of like the latch that holds it to the other screw Yeah, with the skewer and it holds it together to that I could just stable. hold it anywhere, yeah. like within any part of that thing, Yeah, just because it's easier to roll in and easier to roll out. Right. Like I can just right. kind of throw it with one hand. That it's is fun. That is really like a brilliant MacGyver yeah, move. They look, it really they, is. It, sometimes it looks ridiculous, but yeah, but, I have fun with it. But it works. And it's, you know, nobody's looking at stuff when you're performing anyway. It's like, you know, maybe when you move in, right. but but by the time you hit note one, nobody cares about that stuff. Like they right. want to know what, you know, what's this, what's this, what's this band about or what's this guy about? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I love those solutions and like, you know, uh, this isn't, this isn't a MacGyver solution, but um, I've had so many people comment on it is, you know, the one thing that I've bought ever that I've had more people ask me about than any other thing that I have is this, it's, it's probably silly that I actually bought it. Like mm -hmm. I probably paid three or four times more for it than it would have to actually like create it on my own, but it's made really well. And, you know, I'm not a, talented craftsmen of like fabric and things like that mm -hmm. so i mean i might be able to get my wife to make one but i just didn't want to like give her a thing to do right but sorry i keep going on but the thing itself it's actually it's this mark base um accessory and it's basically like a next it's like a neck strap or a guitar strap and you it's velcro right on on the flaps and you basically like just stick it on the side of your amp, which is covered with, you know, the furry, whatever tulips, oh, or whatever they call that, the, right. the furry stuff. It's just a Velcro and it just literally attaches to your amp. And then it's got two flaps on it, which also have Velcro, uh -huh. right? Or, which are perpendicular to the straps oh. that stick down. And so when you, you know, you stick this to your amp and then you unpeel these other perpendicular ones, you literally just put the neck of your base in it and then, close up the Velcro and you have created a makeshift stand on the side of your amp that your base stays. So instead of sticking it. your base up against the amp and having it fall over or having to carry that extra metal tubular yeah. stand or whatever that weighs another like five or right. six or seven pounds, you just leave this Velcro and fabric. Well, it's like a Velcro and vinyl yeah. fabric strap. You just leave it stuck on the side of your amp. Oh man. And then you could have like a mini bean bag, right? And that's the base. Ah, and yeah. that's it. And yeah. that goes in your bag. You could do you pull that, out yeah. the mini bean bag, so it's not sitting like on the stage like so hard. Oh, yeah, and see, a little softening. I didn't think of and that. You could but literally you get rid of your. There it is. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out a way to get rid of that. 
I'm also trying to like in my mind trying to figure out a way to remanufacture the mic stand because I think it's ridiculous. They're yeah. too long. Yeah. They're long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You well, can't <laughs> you'll if anybody's gonna come up with it, I'm pretty sure you will. Well, you just came up with a solution, my friend. <laughs> well, I didn't. It was actually I mean, it's the guys at Mark World. And again, yeah. no, we don't money doesn't change right. hands here. We don't we don't get anything from those guys. That's just one of those things I'm like, why didn't somebody think of this sooner? It's amazing. All right. Well, that's a great place to to wind up, I think, for uh, for today. Um, so we really appreciate you guys listening. Dave and I, um, we love the fact that there are people out there listening to us. Um, we really want you guys to get in touch with us. Let us know some of your tips for traveling light. We really want to hear, like, what are some hacks that you've used to be able to travel light or cut out some equipment? Um, you know, maybe is there something that you can't do without or maybe there's something that you thought you could do it and you couldn't do without and then you got rid of it. Um, give us some of these stories. Drop by our website at practicalbase.com and fill out the feedback form. You can let us know there. I think even better, go to our Facebook page and let's have a conversation between all of us bassists who are uh, who are, are gathering around the, the community of Practical Base. Let's talk about it a little bit. You can also find us on Google+. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram. And of course, you can subscribe to the podcast very easily. Uh, you can use the podcasts app on your iPhone or Google Play Music on your Android phone. You can use iTunes on your Mac computer or Stitcher Radio on any platform. Just search for Practical Bass, and when it comes up, you'll see our nice little black and white logo. And hit the subscribe link, and that way you get a fresh episode delivered straight to your inbox every week of the newest topics that we're debating and talking about here on Practical Days. So again, we really appreciate you guys listening, and we can't wait to hear back from you. Until next time, I'm Paul Freelds. I'm Dave Guzman. And this has been Practical Days. Thanks for listening. Is he asking you to come play bass at rehearsal? I think so. I don't even know. Like... There's like a negotiation happening and he hasn't asked me if he even wants me in the band. Just like if like is a weird place to go. And I'm like, and then I was like, like, I just met you, sir. I'm like, here's the thing. I do play music. My schedule is really tight. But if it's a project that I'm interested, I kind of ask for some money because I'm driving and all this. And he's like, cool, you available like next week? And I was like... We're moving way too fast, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down, like, uh, like he's he's you like he's leaned in for the kiss, and you're like, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, you don't even know if I, I kiss good. No, you. Yeah, I could be a horrible kisser. I could be a horrible bass player. Like, I just learned three blind mice. Do you guys cover that? Do you cover? Because I nail a three. It, I've been nailing three blind mice for like. Two decades straight. <laughs> I play it in different keys.